Demanding Action Against Gun Violence. Part one of a two-part conversation with Tricia Owens and Heather Hilbert from the organization Moms Demand Action on the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julia C. Trumbull. You are welcome to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Bishop Trimble is on a mission to encourage you with the love of Jesus Christ so you can rise to your highest potential. On To Be Encouraged, Bishop Trimble speaks to a discouraged world with a good word on the pandemic, racism, the environment, human sexuality, and the state of the church, with a focus on centering your life on the love of Jesus Christ. Has there ever been a more needed time for an encouraging word to our world? This is your time to rise to your greatest potential and to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Hello, good people. Welcome to To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. This is the podcast where we look to offer an encouraging word to an often discouraged world. I'm your co-host, Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. In today's episode, episode number 49, the topic is the epidemic of gun violence and demanding action against this scourge, which is upon many, many communities, indeed, pretty much our whole country here in the United States, what can be done about it? What to do? It impacts virtually every community. We hear about gun violence, multiple shootings, almost every day in the news, and some of us have been impacted by it personally in our families, in our communities, in our workplaces, our schools, even our churches. Today we have two special guests with myself and Bishop Trimble. Tricia Owens is a mom of two and works as a training system designer for the federal government. She had an incident where a neighbor shot and killed himself in front of her, her and her husband. This trauma impacted her greatly, and she began to search for ways to engage in gun gun violence prevention. Then we have Heather Hilbert with us. She came, she is a woman of faith and works in, has worked in the church setting at St. Luke's United Methodist Church in Indianapolis as a director of children's ministry and now works for the Indiana United Methodist Church as an assistant in a couple of the districts. In 2018, after mass shootings in Texas and in Florida, she moved. it moved her to move from an um, observer of gun violence into a leadership position 
with an organization that both Heather and Trisha are involved with called Moms Demand Action. This organization is all about finding purpose and meaningfulness and being an advocate for sane gun laws and gun operation. They are involved with many aspects of this organization, and they are all about demanding action against gun violence and moving a part of and moving forward with helping this to be a uh, a response to the gun violence, which makes some sense. So I think you're going to really get a lot out of this conversation here today between Bishop Tremble and myself and Tricia and Heather. And I think you hope that you take it to heart. This is part one of our conversation where we talk about the trauma and the drama and gun violence itself and its prevalence. We're going to hear some statistics. We're going to hear the stories of Heather and Tricia and their personal stories, how that impacted them and what they are all about. And the commentary from, uh, from Bishop Trimble and myself as well. And how, in many cases, personal faith demands that we take action. That's our story here today. I hope that you'll stay tuned on episode number 50, where we're going to get uh, our next episode, where we're going to get a little more detailed about how communities of faith can respond to gun violence. Right now, our focus is in on the story of Trisha Owens and Heather Hilbert and the organization Moms Demand Action. Let's get into that conversation right now. Hello, good people, and welcome to be to the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trumbull. This is the podcast where we look to offer an encouraging word to an often discouraged world. And one of the factors that goes on in our world right now, which is uh, really a, uh, really a terrible thing, is some really, uh, di- really disgusting gun violence that goes on in all our communities, particularly here in the United States. It's really all around the world, but in our United States, there's been many, 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 many incidents of mass shootings and gun violence that go on. And our guests today, that Bishop Trimble and I have a guest today, are so two incredibly uh, devoted uh, women who are a part of an organization called Moms Demand Action. Uh, Heather Hilbert is with us, and she has worked as a director of children's ministry at St. Luke's United Methodist Church in Indianapolis and is currently a conference assistant in the district offices of our Indiana Annual Conference. She is with us here today, as well as Tricia Owens, who works for the federal government and as a training systems designer. And they both have incredible stories to tell. We'll get into it in a minute, but they are both a m- member of an organization called Moms Demand Action. So, Bishop, would you help welcome our special guest to uh, to be encouraged today? Welcome, Tricia, and welcome, Heather, uh, I count it a joy and a blessing to be able to have this conversation with you. Uh, this is not just an exercise in in words. Uh, we really do want to, while we are alive, to make a difference in reducing gun violence so that so many families uh, don't have to experience, uh, Trish, what you've experienced and what thousands of others have experienced. Uh, so we're glad to have this conversation. We pray that those who will be listening to the podcast will 
will not just devote our thoughts and prayers, but be engaged in direct action to bring about change in our lifetime. Hmm. Well, Heather, let's, yeah. Well, Heather, let's just start with you just for a second. Let's hear a, a bit of your story to give some context uh, about why you get involved, got involved with an organization uh, like Moms Demand Action. How did it, what was the story that led you to this place? So um, back in 2012, after Sandy Hook happened and Moms was developed here, right here in Indiana in Zionsville, um, at the time I had two first graders and I was pregnant with my third child. Um, and so I engaged in that work, one, I'll admit, out of fear at the time. The children that died at Sandy Hook were the same age as my own children. Um, but I was kind of on the on the fringes of that of that work, just kind of engaging in a way of signing petitions and um, supporting, you know, financially, but not really engaging in, in the work. Um, at the time, I was the children's director at St. Luke's, as you mentioned before. And um, in 2017, when I left that position, um, I needed to find a, a good, healthy outlet for my passion. And um, I was invited into leadership with moms uh, just after the 2018 shooting at Pulse at the nightclub. Um, and how did I end up in leadership? Well, one, um, I was invited, which is always, I always tell people, if you're not sure, invite someone to, into leadership. The worst thing they can say is no. Um, but second, that my, my kids really, we were having ongoing conversations, um, as more and more news and they were absorbing more and more news about what was happening in the country with gun violence. Mm. Um, and so I took it as a, um, my job as a mom to really step into that work and, and show my children, um, and, and those around us, our family, that we don't just give words uh, of service to the work, but that we really engage in it. And so, not only do I lead with Indiana, but I bring my children along. Um, my husband is engaged in the work, um, and we really see this as a as a calling for our whole family. Thank you for sharing that, Tricia. Tricia Owens, uh, also involved with the with the Moms Demand Action Group. Tell us how, what, give us a context here of what what led you to be involved with this group. I know you have a fascinating story. Um, and. 2015 on Father's Day, my um, husband and I were outside in our backyard and our next door neighbor shot and killed himself with a gun in front of us. Um, and that was obviously very um, impacted us. Um, I had PTSD from it. Uh, it was just something that you never get over seeing something like that. Um, so I was never involved in any sort of political issues or um, any kind of social justice, even though I always watched and, you know, agreed or maybe signed a petition like Heather mentioned, but I didn't really get involved in anything. And I kept looking for a way to, you know, get involved somehow. I'd never heard of Moms Demand Action um, before until 2018. So I waited three years to really get involved, honestly, when the Parkland shooting happened in Florida um, where 17 students were killed. Um, and then I saw there was a call out for a meeting here in Hamilton County in Indiana. Um, so I went and I've immediately joined leadership. Like Heather said, you just have to be asked sometimes before you even know you'll do something. Um, and I've been out talking to people about locking guns up in their homes and um, just haven't stopped since. Mm. 
Thank you. Thank you both, Heather and Tricia, for sharing your stories there. Bishop, uh, give us your thoughts at this point. Well, I think this is a, a national health crisis that is u- a uniquely American experience. Uh, we like Indeed. to say, well, you know, guns, they have guns everywhere and so forth. Well, Australia was a high gun ownership country. They made a difference. New Zealand was a high gun ownership country. <laughs> they made some difficult decisions and, and changed things. Of course, you know, many places around the globe, uh, the access to guns is so much different than here. I remember during the uh, height of COVID, uh, and even I have certain allergies that I uh, sometimes have to get medication for. It's it was it's easier to get a gun in Indiana than it is some, to get some medications from Walgreens. Hmm. So I, this is a and I brought this up. I'm on the hospital board in in this in this area, and and I brought this up as a as a national health crisis. And I saw some of the data around how much money is spent on health care related to violence and to gun violence in particular. According to the Giffords Law Center to prevent gun violence. 43,000 Americans die from gun violence every year, more than 116 per day, per day. This is an everywhere, everybody, every day problem. Uh, so, you know, I live in Hamilton County. You know, it doesn't matter if, if you live in a, in a rural area. You, you, all you have to do is watch Nightline and other, and other TV programs. It doesn't matter where you live. This impacts you. Now, there are some zip codes where people are, are traumatized on a more regular basis, but this is a uh, this is a tremendous national health crisis. Fifty eight percent of the suicides and thirty nine percent of the homicides take place as a result of guns and easy access to guns. And as Trish said, also sometimes not properly stored and making guns inaccessible. Accidental shootings, police shootings, they make a smaller percentage. And even though mass shootings you know, make the news and stay in the stay in the headlines. It's these other incidents where there's people taking their own lives every day or children witnessing gun violence in their neighborhoods that don't make the headlines every day. Nearly every American will know at least one victim of gun violence. I'm sure these two phenomenal women who are on the podcast have a lot more data than I do. But I'm in I'm impacted by this because we made a commitment several years ago, Brad, to make Children Matter Most as a missional initiative for the United Methodist Church and the Indiana Conference. And in order for children to really matter most, we can't turn our backs or, or, or put our heads in the sand as it relates to gun violence. It's the leading cause of death for children under 18, uh, gun violence. And that, that's, that's an embarrassing fact. And if children are to matter most, in Indiana, we have to get behind organizations like Moms Demand Action and other organizations and and speak to where not only our elected officials, but raise this as a church and problem, a Christian problem for us to demand uh, a different kind of world. We, we Our mission is to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. I pray that we can really transform the world Brad, you and I are grandpas. I'm called Papa. I forget what your grandchildren call you, but G- I'm a G Pop. G Pop. <laughs> and so I really want to. I really want a safer world. When uh, this later late this summer, uh, Corinne will be going to kindergarten, and uh, you know it's a different kind of kindergarten than when we went to now. Yeah. So so I'm just. 
praying that we can make a difference. Thoughts and prayers are not enough for the faith community. So we really have to get engaged in, in changing policy. And, and I think breaking through what I call the idolatry of guns. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to guns. I have police officers in our family and hunters in our family. Uh, but we, we have an unhealthy uh, uh, fetish, if you will, when it comes when it comes to guns in this country. Mm. You are correct. Yeah. Well, Tricia and Heather, uh, Bishop's laid it down. You've, you've shared your incredible personal experiences, and Bishop's shared some context there. But let's talk about what you two women are about. On, uh, mm-hmm. Your organization is called Moms Demand Action. Uh, what, if any difference, are you really making? What is the action that you're demanding? Talk to us about what you're demanding. You want to go ahead, Teresa? Um, I think the main thing we're demanding is change um, from the way I look at it. We are involved in, you know, pushing, help to push bills, good gun bills in the legislature here in Indiana, um, which can sometimes be super difficult, as I'm sure you can imagine. Um, but, you know, one of the things that we talk about a lot in moms is how this is a marathon, not a sprint. And just making incremental changes um, pushes, you know, us farther to our goal. Um, and we go into the community. We have a um, program called Be Smart for Kids, where we go out and just talk to people that come up to our table at an event about safe storage. Um, that is something that I particularly like to do. Um, I think that that is super impactful at a, in a one-on-one type um, situation. But, I mean, we just really want our kids to be safe and to go to school and not have to do Alice drills or whatever, you know, your school district does. Um, or be afraid that somebody's going to bring a gun to school. Hmm. Heather, what do you, you what do you say to that? Basically, the same question: What the action do you mean? Trisha mentioned legislation, for instance. Is there anything mm-hmm. really? Uh, is this an an advocacy group or a lobbying group? Or tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I, you know, moms began in Zinesville, Indiana, at a kitchen table right after Sandy Hook, and I, I don't think that Shannon Watts, our founder could foresee where we would be 10 years later. But um, I think we're, we are an advocacy group and we're, we're advocates for, for children and families and uh, Hoosiers and Americans who want to be safe from gun violence. And frankly, that means we want common sense gun legislation. Um, we know that we're not in the minority in the United States. We may have over 400 million firearms um, floating around in the United States, far more than we have citizens. But we do know that most citizens, most responsible gun owners like myself, do support common sense gun legislation. Things like background checks and um, red flag laws and safe storage, as Trisha mentioned. Um, so those are the things that we focus on, um, particularly here in Indiana. We end up fighting a lot of bad bills, frankly, at our legislature. Um, and so our job in Indiana is to continue to show up in our red shirts and let them know that we're watching. Um, last session, I spent uh, probably I have probably a total of three or four weeks at the state house um, fighting permitless carry. Um, that is a bill that they had been trying to pass for several years in Indiana. Um, and as we see, since it's been enacted, has not done us any favors as Hoosiers. Our gun violence continues to climb. So the legislators that continue to try to tell us that 
more access to guns means that we're going to be safer continues to be a narrative that just isn't true. Hmm. Bishop, I know you've got some questions for these folks, but just I just wanted to reflect for just a second that from what they've shared here, this is a real issue, as you mentioned, Bishop. Uh, I just happened to notice some statistics that I looked up or saw. Over one, We're recording this in early March, and over 100 incidents of multiple you know, mass shootings have gone on in our country just in the first two months of our of this calendar year of 2023. In our own community, we all live in the Indianapolis, Indiana area. I can't remember exactly how number, but over this past weekend, there was several seven or eight incidents of gun violence in our one metropolitan area. But so that just shows the pervasiveness of the problem. So Bishop, tell us what kind of thoughts you have in mind and what questions you'd like to ask of Tricia and Heather. Well, I, I want to first say thank you. Uh, the, the late Congressman John Lewis said, you know, <clears throat> you don't have to do everything, but everybody can do something. And I am so, I, I'm inspired by the work you're doing. Can you say a word about his mom's demand action grown beyond Hamilton County? Or is it a, County. I've run across several other organizations in Indiana. In fact, I met some United Methodists that are part of another uh, organization. Can you? Are you aware of the, the various other groups? And is there any collaboration uh, when it comes to trying to get good legislation passed? Yeah, there definitely is a lot of collaboration in this community um, among those of us who are fighting for gun violence prevention. Um, uh, it started in Boone County in Zionsville, and it now is um, United States-wide, and we have over 6 million members. So in every state in the United States today, um, there are armies of red shirts showing up at state houses and at the White House and other places demanding change. Um, and like I said, I don't think Shannon could have imagined that's where this would have ended up, you know, 10 years later. But we're really grateful for the network that we have uh, uh, you know, statewide and nationwide um, in this fight. And what about other organizations? Are you aware of other groups that MOBS works with uh, in Indiana or, or across the, the uh, country? Yeah, if you remember um, back in, let's see, uh, Trisha might know the year better than I would, but we had a shooting at Noblesville Middle School a number of oh, years yeah. ago. Yes, um, we've and been here that long. Yep. And from that, that, uh, shooting, that community, um, was a group that developed, um, that came out of there. And we, we partner with them. That's Hoosiers Against Gun Violence. Okay, um, is, that I, is that the right group? Um, the group that started from that, I think, is no longer. They disbanded. That was in 2018. Okay. Uh, but I have met some folks who are part of Hoosiers Against Gun Violence. So that yes. is an act. That is a group I know that's yes, it is still active a, still. Yes. But we also try to partner with um, with other organizations like sheriff's offices, PTOs, um, other organizations that care about children and about and about Hoosiers, um, because we can all play a part in preventing gun violence. So we bring together, you know, help people in the health care field, um, people in law enforcement, um, gun owners, just a bit of everybody who who we know are committed to making a change. Trisha, I've been a pastor for 40 years, and um, several weeks ago, my wife and I were talking about a, a, something that, I, that we experienced early in ministry that still has impacted me. We had a young man in our congregation who probably was at the time maybe eight years, eight years old, 
uh, went to went to went to visit his best friend and spend the night and uh, found they were playing in the bedroom and under the under the bed was a shotgun the grandfather's shotgun and he took he shot out they were playing and he shot his best friend in the head and the boy the the other boy lived for about a week or so but it 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 tore apart two families uh two different congregations uh and and the young man who was a member of our church ended up in juvenile detention and and he he was he didn't end up doing any prison time but because and i went and testified because it was it was an accident but it was a preventable accident because they were playing and there was a, a gun that was so readily available and that and that and that traumatized it traumatized a lot of people people often don't realize that for example trish like you're witnessing something every time there's a gun not just a killing but every time someone's wounded through homicide or someone attempts suicide in most cases they're successful when they use guns and suicide there are multiple people traumatized as a result of that for a period a long period of time and uh you know we were we were traumatized by the experience that we had working working with these two families we're going to pause our conversation uh, with Tricia Owens and Heather Hilbert at this point, as we've discussed here today, all the implications and the multiple manifestations of gun violence, how it impacted the lives of Tricia and Heather and so many of us who are listening to this podcast here today. It's a part of our world. And we had that good conversation here today with Bishop Trimble. They want you to uh, know where this is not the end of the conversation. This is part one of a two part conversation an episode uh, you can find this one at to be encouraged.com slash zero forty nine. When we come back in episode number fifty, to be encouraged.com slash zero five zero, Bishop Tremble and I and Heather and Trish are going to unpack a little further the implications of gun violence and a response from the faith community, from your local churches and from uh, people of faith, how they can respond to the issue of gun violence. And as Tricia and Heather talk about, really demand action. A couple takeaways I want to leave you with from our conversation here today is how there came a point for Tricia and Heather where they had just had, had, you know, had enough. They'd seen enough that was a tipping point for them. You know, in, in Tricia's case, just the horrible scene of having a person kill themselves with a gun in their uh, in the front yard and to see that was a dramatic uh, point for her and then you heard Heather talk about just seeing the words about uh, you know seeing the, the the news stories about shootings in Texas and at Parkland School in Florida it just got to her and they both became women who took action and they are part of the organization moms demand action they were pushed into that or that they were not pushed into that they were the the, the news tipped them to that where they took action and they're involved with legislative and uh, opportunities and and uh, uh, lobbying and, and ad being advocates for for sane gun uh, gun laws and they're involved they're in the front lines so 
two points I want to give you today. That the first one is they got to the point of demanding action, demanding that something be done, stop the insanity. So that's number one, the one takeaway point there. And the second takeaway point is they emphasize, Heather and Tricia emphasize, this, this is a marathon, not a sprint, that they're in it for the long run. So I hope you'll take the heart here today, here on episode number 49 of To Be Encouraged, the message of Tricia and Heather and Bishop Tremble and myself about the uh, the drama, the trauma of gun violence. And what are you going to do about it <clears throat> yourself in your own local church, in your own setting as well? What's the tipping point for you? So some things to think about. And we know that uh, if you want more information about what we're talking about here, uh, there's, we're going to put links uh, at our show notes at episode 049 about many of the organizations, the opportunities that Tricia and Heather spoke about. You'll find some links in our show notes there, as well as you're going to find a complete transcript of the conversation between myself and Bishop Trimble and Tricia Owens and Heather Hilbert will be, will be there as well. I invite you to go there and download that, trans, that transcript. And we hope that you join us next time here on episode number on episode number fifty zero five zero of To Be Encouraged, where we will continue this conversation with a focus on the response of the faith community. We are here to serve you here in the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trumbull. It's all about offering an encouraging word to an often discouraged world. So until next time, good people, I'm your co-host, Reverend Dr. Brad Miller, encouraging you to always do all the good that you can. Consider yourself encouraged and appreciated for listening to Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Now, Please share the blessing and encourage others in your life to listen, to be encouraged. You can do just that by pointing your people to the website tobeencouraged.com. That's T-O-B-E-E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-D.com. Or connect through Apple Podcast, where you can follow, rate, and review To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. When you do that, you're doing your part to bring a good word to a discouraged world. Remember to listen next week to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble and never forget, God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it.